It's time for Swamp Soul Talk, the podcast with Jim Quick. And I can't believe it's episode number five already. And today we got Scott Fine on the Swamp Soul Talk podcast. This is brought to you by our friends at Grand Strand Vacations. I know you're ready for a North Myrtle Beach getaway. Grand Strand Vacations, beautiful Cherry Grove, South Carolina, is your source to find the quintessential house, condo at the beach for the perfect vacation. Since 1954, Grand Strand Vacations has been putting smiles on faces and families everywhere with beautiful homes and ideal amenities, perfect service, knowledgeable, friendly, local staff that knows everything local that you need to know. You don't want to mess this up for your big vacation. Find your flawless vacation palace from the people that know this area better than anyone. Go to GrandStrandVacations.com or call 800-SC-COAST. That's 800-722-6278. And thank you for bringing this podcast to us. Yeah. So Scott Fine has been a buddy of mine, actually, since he was a kid, uh, even though he started at a way younger age than I did. And I always consider myself one of the, like, uh, little uh, chunky white Stevie Wonders of beach music. Started way too young. This guy right here, he was, uh, grew up in the Burlington area. And... Uh, I guess Graham, North Carolina, to be politically correct uh, or geographically correct. And uh, he, uh, I'm not, when I say he started with the group attractions, that's not correct because he actually had his own band. How old were you, Scott? I would say 20. Yeah. 20. So you beat me by two years. 20, yeah. That's mighty young. But you, oh. uh, your dad used to tell me stories about you, like, uh, coming home from school and, like, locking yourself in the bedroom and playing, like, General Johnson records and just singing to the top of your lungs and just trying to get the the right notes and pitches and trying to sing. And, and to be honest with you, uh, first thing I ever noticed about you was how well you were able to imitate General Johnson, which is impossible. I mean, that's that's got to be one of the hardest voices to emulate, and you, and you were able to do that. And at the same time, sing songs like Billy Stewart and and whatever is needed in the funk pop world or whatever. Your, your voice has been. You you were one of these people that were. Uh, you could you were able to. Uh, not necessarily imitate. You were able to flatter the original artist, but at the same time, it was still Scott Fine. Right. 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 You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was weird because see, I didn't even start singing until I got out of high school, right? You know, and and I, you know, the stuff that I grew up on, not to get into all that right now, but it wasn't even beach music, you know. So then when I got out of, my dad was playing in a band when I got out, really? of, of high school. How come I didn't know what so, band was he in? And, and you know, they were like sequencing and all that stuff, you right? Know? So and and it was like, um, I would. I just one day I just said, "What the hell? I'm just going to try to sing," you know, and that and, and I did that for like a like a year, right? And it just it just kind of came together, and all of a sudden, what was the name of your know, dad's band? The Classics. So that was the the original band that you went to sing with, right? And so so whenever my dad found out I could sing, right? Which, like I said, it was only a year. 
and he he found out I could sing, and and um, it was on, and it was on. He's like, "Well, we're going to rename the band Scott Vine and the Classics." Wow, yeah, I mean that's an honor. Yeah, so I mean it was cool. I mean he was you got just, to work with your dad. Well, yeah, but and and he was blown away because I mean all he knew I could do was um was play drums. Right. You, know, you know, I could play guitar, bass guitar, keyboard. You and I have always like had that, a lot you know. of things. You and I was always had yeah. a lot of things in common. You were really close with your dad. You recently lost right, him. Right, as you were. And, yeah. and, and, and the same with Boom Boom. And yeah. your dad loved me, and my dad loved you. Exactly. I mean, it was just, we, it was a, we, tight-knit just from day yep. one. I mean, and yep. your dad is so cool. I, you know, and what's crazy is somehow along the lines, I forgot about all that because your dad was so humble. He was always praising you in, in our earlier years. He just constantly praising us on what we were doing and everything. Did he play an instrument? Yeah, oh, he's a B three player. No shit. Yeah, B three. Scott, how did I, I how did I uh, not know that? Yeah, I mean, I, actually, I was just talking to um, I was talking to Keith Houston the other day. Well, not the other, but about a month ago. We still got a um, we've got the uh, Leslie hooked up to the M one Hammond organ there right. in the garage back up in Graham. You know. That's cool so, as hell, man. So I, I think, you know, I'm just going to um, probably get it overhauled and, uh, you know, get that thing kicked back up. Well, you play and, keys, and too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, I mean. You're a drummer at heart, though. Am I right? Dr- drummer that? at heart, yeah. Right. Because I've heard exactly. you play drums. The first time I heard Scott play well, drums. Well, you've never, like, really heard me play drums. No, but I've seen you sit in. And I was like, I, oh. Well, I'm probably about half drunk on a cruise ship. Well, and, I mean, you know, uh, just, like, put on the spot playing somebody else's kit. Ironically, <laughs> ironically, that's the shit I remember. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the sober yeah. moments that I can't remember. Exactly. You know I mean? Remember exactly. that time you drove to Mississippi? No, I don't. <laughs> I remember when we got there and started drinking, though. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But, but yeah, it, but it, it was cool, like, how right when I got out of high school, nobody knew I could sing. Like, what I would do is just, I'm, I'm like, you know, I started listening to Band of Oz, Embers, Chairman of the Board, and, you know, I was like, man, it'd be kind of cool to someday play with Band of Oz. You know, be no. ride, riding down the Well, you the were the attractions after that. Now, how did that happen? Well, it just, uh, me and my dad, that band, we were actually, we had studio mu- musicians come in in Kernersville at New Horizon Recording Studio with Mitch right. Hinsdale. A great and, recording studio, by the way. Yeah, Mitch did a hell of a job. And um, so we were doing, we were working on, an album that just had four four songs on it. Well, the attractions were doing an album simultaneously um, there at the recording studio, and they were actually doing a version of Summertime as well. Which oh, was, which the, was kind the, Billy, of, the Billy Stewart. The Billy Stewart, yeah, yeah, which was kind of odd. So anyways, we, we did, you know, we were doing our stuff, they were doing their stuff, and Keevan Smith had heard me and he's just like oh my god you know i hadn't been playing with my dad but for like maybe six or seven months so maybe not even that long so pretty much within a year i played with my dad's group which was our group and then the attractions then Band of Oz. Well, I, I will and never not to, not to jump to that, but well, I'll never just forget. That, just speaking of that, I'll never forget the moment that uh, Butch Marge announced that he was leaving Band of Oz, and right. uh, David Hicks called me, and because you know Coastline was still fairly young at that period. I mean, that's when, when I said, that's when Stephen Thorne and yeah. Uh, I remember I had all the ECU guys. Stephen Pasuda was playing. Pasuda, Casey Meyer yeah. just started. All these, yeah. you know, Mark. Uh, uh, I can't even remember his name. Forgive me. Whatever. Uh, but it's like um, David called me and he said, 
I'm going to use this opportunity to get some young guys. And I've already got this guy, Scott Fine. And I was like, tell me more about this dude. And he's like, man, just phenomenal entertainer, great front man, and a voice like an angel, just blah, blah, blah. And he just built you up. And he said, but, I, you know, I want – Chuck wants more horns, and he wanted. He says, "Do you have any suggestions?" And at the time, I'd been working. I'd been. I just produced an album for Johnny Dollar with the friends of these guys from Greenville, right. like that that were down there. And I, and and so I'd gotten to know uh, Daniel and Tim Morris, and I said, "Man, I hate to bust up a man that that is really just kind of coming on the scene, but I just knew damn well that." the beach music industry was ready for something like this. And especially a band of Oz willing to bring on a bunch of young guys and try to revamp the whole sound and, 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 and come up with something new. Uh, it was also an opportunity of a lifetime. Cause no matter what Johnny dollar did, they're not going to be the band of Oz. And, uh, I gave him their number and, uh, he called me up for the Oz first practice. And I'll never forget going up to long branch. Yes. They were set up in Long Branch mm-hmm. in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I was there at the very first practice, sat down, and Dave came over and he said, well, what do you think? And I went, uh, that's really unbelievable, incredible. Chuck was smiling ear to ear. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he had a four-piece horn section up there, and really everybody kind of just studied on their own, and everybody just kind of laid it. And it was, instantly it was it was a hit. And that was, those were some really big years for Man of Oz. I mean, Man, and I'm not trying to blow my own horn right here when I say this, but I was on a roll there for being Entertainer of the Year, <laughs> and then your ass comes out in the very first yeah. year, you knock me out. It's like, Scott Fine, Entertainer. Well, no, like, what the hell is happening right here? No, it wasn't the first year. Because I, I got nominated in 2005. Right. And then 2006, I got nominated. In, oh, and then, poor and then won it, you. Know? I'm sorry. Two, poor, two years. I yeah. probably won by one vote or something. I don't know. But, it, but you know, and I told you, because at that time we were fast friends, and, and I told you, I said, well, if anybody I felt like deserved it, it was you because – I, you know, and the the interview before this, I was talking to Mike Maffeo. I said, you know, it, it's it's a killer combo to be able to be uh, somebody that can relate with the audience, dance around. Because to me, that's a part of it, especially right. in soul music. You the whole the, showmanship. The whole yeah. thing. Dancing yeah. around, moving, and then you singing your ass off and playing the trombone. It's just, man, it was magical. Those were great years. I'm Band of Oz was putting out all these hits, and you were – you know, everybody, Chuck was putting out songs, you were, Tim. It just, it was Jerry West. I, I call that my cocaine days. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever even done cocaine? I've never done cocaine. Have you ever, I, I've, hey. I've never, you know what, I've never, I've never tried it one time because you, I was always I, afraid if I tried it. Yeah. Then I would I would be hooked on it, man, and I and I just I would well, rely on it. You know? I've, tr- I've tried it. I've I've had it a few times, but I'm I'm not going to lie about it. I mean, but that you're, you you did you did the correct thing. You did the correct thing because you're talking about a guy that took almost a year and a half just to wean himself off sun drop. So, <laughs> yeah. damn, I, I got hooked on sun drop. Around. I know, man. The sun drop is addictive shit. Man. No, it's something with Crystal Jones. I, don't oh. know. <laughs> I was going to bring all that up later on, but you're going to So, have you ever had vodka? Have you ever tried vodka? It's wonderful, Scott. Oh yeah, it's super. <laughs> now, if I could say, if 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 anybody could sit and talk to each other about ha- having a problem with alcohol, then you and I could sit there and talk all damn night <laughs> yeah. about it. Well, I've never had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it just as much as the next guy. Hell yeah! Oh man, I yeah. found that the definition it's a hobby. The definition of an alcoholic is somebody that has reoccurring problems due to alcohol. 
not the fact that you've got to have a drink or need a drink. I'm like, well, shit, I'm not an alcoholic. That justifies everything. Because <laughs> i got to have a drink and need a drink. I don't have reoccurring problems. I'm happy as hell. <laughs> well, you know, when you get married more than what? Three times. Yeah. <laughs> more, than, more than two times. But is that a problem? Um, yeah, I have a problem. My problem is I see through the uh, – uh, the engagement. I shall follow through. There's nothing wrong with getting engaged. <laughs> Just stop at that point. Give him a ring. You know, or what? Did, what did Rod Stewart say? He said, I'm just going to find a girl I don't like and give her a damn deed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's about having the party too? You know. All right. Yeah. So you and I do have more things in common than just alcohol and beach music. We both have oh, Crystal exactly. Jones. We both had Crystal Jones. Oh yeah. You dated Crystal forever while we were, you know, three, I was married to Tracy. Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah. And I, I guess we dated for, after y'all broke up, we ended up dating and you ended up getting married and then getting a divorce, a divorce and another marriage. Yep. And then I ended up marrying Crystal and then both of us, uh, uh, well, you ended up on your feet. You got Cody. Who is absolutely awesome? <laughs> yes, she is. So you did good, man. Yeah. You landed on number two, and I'm sitting. Somebody's like, "Are you gonna get married again?" I'm like, "I have Babe Ruth this shit. I'm out, man." <laughs> I struck, struck three. I spun around, hit the dirt. Got. I walked back to the locker room with dirt and snot on my face. I'm like, done. Hey, actually, I just saw your ex girlfriend. Which before, one? Before I came over here. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Julie. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah see, it, you know, people are like you already yeah, broke up with Julie. Just, I'm came riding by, waving at me. You know, <laughs> what's up, Julie? I mean, so I'm still friends. I'm ex still girlfriends, wives, wives. You know, we were just. <laughs> what's going on? What's you know? up? What's up, North Myrtle Beach? How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody still gets along. You know, I know it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It I really mean, is. I mean, you know, it's a friend, uh, bros before. Who knows? Yeah, right. Right, we got that. <laughs> Keep it on the download and everything. <laughs> so when you first started, like, touring with Band of Oz, was that, like, a culture shock? It's like, man, I'm, like, I'm sitting there playing around. I'm not trying to put down the attractions. I mean, because they're, they're a very popular band, and, you know. Yeah. But uh, Band of Oz is, like, I mean, that's the tops. Well, I mean, you know, it was like I was, you know, I told Keevan because, you know, Keevan, which was the band leader, the David Hicks. Right. Of, you know, the attractions back yeah. then. And I... Kevin's a sweetheart too. He really is, and and yeah, he's a very very nice guy. And we're still close, actually. Right. He lives down in Merle's Inlet, and um, but he got so mad at me when really? I left. Yeah, and I and I and I told him, you know, he came he came by my place, and uh, I said, Kevin, I said, man, you, you don't understand, I guess. And he's like, Oh, I do understand. You know, he had the attitude and, right. and everything. And I said, Man, I'm leaving a part time band to go with a full time job. Right, that that was the scenario. But not only that, that I mean, I'm, that not, trying to hurt, I'm not trying to hurt Keevan's feelings, but there's a big difference between the attractions well, and the absolutely. band of Oz. Yeah, there is. But I mean, it was a um, it's a step it, up. He should have he should have supported you exactly, now. exactly. But y'all friends now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're right. Yeah, we're great. I mean, we've never not been friends. Right. Know? He was just disappointed. He yeah. Was he, was, he was disappointed and hurt. But um. But yeah, it was. I mean, when Albert came to me and said that he had a chance to go play with the band, the band, the weight. Right. I mean, he has against the band that backed up Bob Dylan, Levon Helms Band. Right. He's got a chance to go and play. He said he looked at me and said, "I don't know if I want to do it." I'm like, Albert, I'll fire you if you don't <laughs> yeah. take this gig. Right. You know. I mean, that's just absurd. Yeah. I mean, when you care about somebody like that, you know, you, you want the best for them. Absolutely. You know. You know? 
I might regret it at times that I didn't keep Albert, but Albert and I are still friends. I mean, you know, and he and me, Crystal broke up, and he broke up with his wife. We haven't been roommates while he's touring with them. I'm touring Coastline, and now he and I, in case he's still messing around on various projects and stuff. But yeah, people like uh, people like you, Scott. I it it it, it amazes me how you came in in such a short amount of time and just slapped everybody in the face. I mean, it was the talk. If you if, if the beach music industry was a town, it was the talk of the town. It was just nonstop, Scooter this. Well, I call you Scooter. That's my name for you. But Scott, find this. Scott, find this. Scott, find that. I mean, it's unbelievable, man. Well, everything really it, it happened really fast. You know, and, and you and I are basically roommates in our own right because we you were you moved to Wilmington right. and I lived right down the road from you and you and I basically when every night we were off we were hanging out together yeah. you know partying and cooking out and by the way if you didn't know this you know I'm into culinary Scott Fine is one of the finest cooks in the world oh well thank you man I appreciate that can't nobody cook like you bro. I mean, one of the, some of the best meals I've I, ever had in my life. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And a man and brought me fried chicken fried today. Fried chicken, baby. Yep. Brought me some fried chicken today. Fried chicken from Archie's. And you got some You got some, some drink, too? Yeah, yeah. We, we got some spirits, you know. Well, let's him have one. Yeah, let's do it. What you want to drink? What you got? I, uh, what, what, you, yeah. We, we, we got a, another special person in the house. They're, 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 well, yeah, it is, we can say this. Yeah. Grab the microphone. You can at least say hey because he was on the last podcast and he's uh, we recorded these back to back and he said, "Can I hang around with y'all and everything?" Just go ahead and say hey. I had to, man. I mean, you know, because the history with him, the history with you, I was I got to go back to work, but I actually just sent in a time card and said I'm off for the rest of the day. I said I got to listen to this, man. That, so that's Mike Maffeo right here. He's going to hang out with us in here today. That's fine, Mike. Thank you yeah, know. man. So, uh, I mean, you know, you, we love you, man. Is you want to talk about three? Well, we guys all hang that, out anyway. I, I mean, it's, I, that's it's, what I'm saying. Yeah. We're going to be here at a bar. Let's just make this our bar. Yeah. Right. So, what you got, Scooter? We Let's actually, drink. and you know what? The thing is, we actually are very responsible. It seems like the older we get, and we hang out and going to bars, and I mean, we we pretty much behave ourselves for the most part, right? Oh yeah. I mean, compared. You know, yeah, compared to yeah. years ago. <laughs> compared, you know. absolutely. I mean, we still, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. We don't drink and drive anymore. We get people to take us where we need to go, you know, whether it's our alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You know, no. Sarah, you know what Sarah gives me for my birthday? My manager, Sarah, she gives me What's my that? birthday and for Christmas and everything. She hands me a handful of Uber gift Uber, cards. Yeah. I, I mean, knew that's what you were going to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got it. I got a bunch now. Yeah. I use the hell out of them when I'm sober enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's that crossover point where you get too drunk to realize that you don't need to be driving. Yeah. Thank God yeah. I got a key to the city of North Myrtle Beach. Hey, that's a good manager. That's a great manager. Yes. It is. She's she's phenomenal. I mean, I I really looked out in that department. What you got to drink? Let's have a drink. Oh, let's have one. Yeah. We get we're talking about it. You want one, Michael? You're up. I mean, I, I, Scott has the uh, he's got the backpack. If y'all if anybody knows Scott, find yeah. everybody knows Scott carries a backpack. Everybody thinks he's got to change the clothes in it. Well, it's got a it's got a lot of stuff. It's got to change the clothes. In it's it? got meds. It's got <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Look, I, I mean, I got cut up limes. I mean, it's like a cooler. You, you know really have I mean? cut up limes in there. Yeah. I, I guarantee yeah. there's no clean T-shirts. No, 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 no. Well, I got I got a bunch of those in the back of t- my car that, that have never been worn that say Preppy Pirate. <laughs> I, I, I got one from you. Actually. You do have cut up limes. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Okay. It's just like, but it's. I, I got to ask this. This is not. Un, this is not just because. Yes, I love Lunazul. I love Lunazul Tequila. It stands for it's, Blue Moon. It's um. It's the the new house. It's the new, yeah, yeah, it's the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it's an upgrade for a house. I mean, it's one hundred percent blue agave. Yeah, we have vodka. We have Lunazul. Man, you brought mixers. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Harris Teeter diet tonic. You, I've heard you say that there is nothing better than Harris Teeter diet tonic. When it, you have people bring it to you from it's North phenomenal. Carolina, they don't have Harris Teeters down here. No, did you say Teeters? It, well, it made it, man. <laughs> Harris Teeter. Harris Teeter. How do you say a Teeter? Like I'm teetering. All right. Okay. All I don't. Right. I don't. I. Are you gonna? What have, you, have have you? Um, I, I know what your favorite is. I'm just going to everyone drink it know, every everyone knows what your favorite is. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to drink straight Lunazul. <coughs> How about you, Michael? Yeah. Here you go. I'm going to let you pour. Yeah, I'll be bartender. I'll yeah. be bartender. Let's see. Scott's got to mix his drink. He's. I wish. I wish you could say. I wish there's one for the first time ever. I wish radio had a visual. <laughs> What you need is a camera. Uh, I have one right there, but see, I, oh. do, I do not turn it on for various reasons. This is one of them. Oh, okay. okay. So back to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I, I will say, you know, you were talking about a, a, a culture shock. Right. It really was one of those for me going into the band. What? Being in the band. Being in the band. Oh, I was thought you were going to talk about cocaine. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Fritz like, hey, before we go up and let's do well, a bump no, I was, scooter. <laughs> well, no, I just, I, I never answered that question. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but, you, I was, I was getting to go, nah. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, I, it, it, it really was. And, and I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was for Tim and Daniel, but it was for me. Because. I think Tim, you know Tim and Daniel came as a pair, right? And they were uh, so used to playing with one another, right? And you know they, I think they just felt more comfortable when they went in the band, sure. And here I was, it was like, oh my god, you know, Band of Oz. I mean, I'm sure Tim and Daniel were like, oh, Band of Oz too. You know what I mean? They, right. they were like, oh man, this this is great. But for me, I was just by myself, and I didn't know anybody. You know, the Tractions never played like festivals with Band of Oz. I think, I think. Keith and Chuck and somebody, you know, David, some of the guys in the band of Oz, they had played some festivals with Johnny Dollar. They kind of knew of Tim and Daniel and some of those guys right? Um, that, that played. But it was like I was walking in blind. Right. Well, you know, you, you would never know. know it. You would never know it because, yeah. I mean, I think sometimes fear probably brings out or being uncomfortable probably brings the best out of people. Yeah. And, and it certainly, uh, if that was the case, it certainly worked for you because the first time I saw y'all perform, perform, I was like, oh my God, man, what has happened here? I mean, I mean, when Big John left, everybody's worried, man, how are they going to do this without Big John? And then Butch right. Mars left. And like, how's it going to leave? And a lot of people are like, well, it took three people to replace Butch Mars. That's not the case. What the, what, yeah, that's what not how I mean, in. I mean, David and, and Keith went in with the idea, well, we have an opportunity 
to bring in young blood. And if you're going to do that, you have to do it with more than one person. They wanted a, a, a new, younger look, put y'all up front. Y'all were in the three guys up front. You know, Chuck's going to one end, and 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 uh, Keith and David are in the back, and whatever. And you got and Jerry's up on the other end, and so you guys came on here full on. Man, it never. It, it not only did it not lose a beat, but it stepped up uh, the entire organization. It was a phenomenal thing that happened. It was good push for beach music, especially. No, uh, we didn't know at the time that we were just a few short years of losing General Johnson, who was a liaison. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden, we had you guys come on. Man, it it really, really was a big boost for beach music and everything. But I will say this, and I mean this with all honesty, Scott Fine, you are. Totally, not only one of my favorite dudes in the world, but I could watch you perform every night, all day. You're one of my favorite performers. Absolutely love you, man. I'm huge. Not only you, my brother, but I'm a huge fan. And well, I know I've you, told bro. you that before, but I mean it. I'm going to testify right here in front of everybody. Well, just, thank you, man. I appreciate absolutely, that. Absolutely, man. Thank you. And and you by you retiring from the road and for various different reasons, it it was a big blow. It was it was a blow that we we didn't have. But it's always a treat when you come back around. You know, and you'll sit in with Oz occasionally and, and come back out. And it's it, all, it, well, it's almost like I hadn't even left. Being, I know. Yeah. Man. It's just like when I went back out on the road, you know, for that week. Right. You know, we did like five or six shows. And um, Tim was having all these medical issues. Yeah. I was, you know, about halfway through, I was cussing David Hicks. You yeah. Know. <laughs> like, I forgot how grueling this was. I'm like, you saw. Well, you, like, you, no, but, I mean, you, was, you picked a bad week to come back. Oh, man. It was like a, it's like I was telling telling you before. It was like a, a grind, a week grind from 2009. You right. know, when, you know, August, it's July. Hot, it's just, hot as hell, and you're getting oh two to three gosh. hours of sleep between gigs. Yeah. People don't realize how hard it is to do this. I mean, they're like, oh, you're just going out there just having fun playing a band. Let me tell you something. The show's the easy part. That is the easy part. That's what, Look, I have to remind my wife that. Yeah. I mean, she's like, oh, you get up there and you perform three hours, two hours, four hours. I said, that's not the working part of it. I can tell you that right now. Right. You know. I mean, I mean that's, that's supposed to be the fun part, which and it is fun, you know. And since we have these drinks, let's do a cheers because yeah. can't nobody do this shit sober. Right? Cheers, my friends. Cheers. All right, I'll scoot. Mm-hmm. You doing good back there, Mike? Your mic, Mike, your mic's on. You can say hey. I know. I, I'm just trying to listen. I'm having a ball. You know, I, I know most of the stories that you're already talking about. Right. But it brings a smile to my face because I'm like, man, this guy, I mean, seeing Scott for the first time with the Band of Oz, I'll never forget it, and I'm going to shut up after this. No, nah, man. But I went to see Ooh. the Band of Oz with the new band, and I stood there, and I looked, and I was like, about an hour, and I got done. Keith Houston walks by, and I pat him on the back. He's, what do you think, brother? And I said, holy shit. Right. That's all I said. <laughs> Holy shit. Because I was used to the old Band of Oz. You know, right, I grew man. up listening to the old Band of Oz. And when I saw the new Band of Oz, and I looked at Scott, and I'm going, what is he, like 15? Right. Like, who is this guy? <laughs> he's like, oh, here comes Opie, from, Cunningham, <laughs> Opie Cunningham. Playing he's with from the band my of, hometown. Of course, Opie yeah. Taylor playing you with know, the I'm band like of 40 Oz. years older than he is, but I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> the girls were losing their mind. <gasps> girls. Oh, my God. They were so in love with Scott Vine. So were the guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, sorry. Yeah. All right, I'm going to shut up. That, that was Raleigh, North I'm going Carolina. back to the drinking. Those dirty old men in Raleigh. I'm going back to drinking, y'all. Right. <laughs> no, but I, I I tell you what, though. when um, It was funny when we um, – the first rehearsal, I'll never forget. You remember when, when David Hicks had his office downtown? Oh, yeah. Raleigh. Yeah. I mean, you know, small-ass small office, yeah. you know. 
That's where he was. Uh, he was uh, shoveling uh, illegal money through used car sale. Buy here, pay here, car like car lots. <laughs> you talking about Joe's used cars? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they, hey, I talked to Mike. I talked. Yeah, yeah, I talked to him about that. But Alan Brown. But, yeah. but but we um, but yeah, because you know I've, I've never, I, I was, I was confident coming in with my my vocals, but I've never really been a good trombone player and I will still tell anybody, you know, I'll call it my axe like Keith Houston does. He calls his bass, his axe, you know, right. which, ba- which Keith's a better bass player mm. than I am a trombone player. And Keith's actually a better guitar player than he is a bass player. Right. Right. But you know, sometimes we have to do what we have, wh- what we have to do. You know right. what I'm saying? But, Absolutely. You know, and I just play parts and stuff. So here I am going into this rehearsal with Chuck French. Right. And Tim and Daniel. Right. And it's just the four of us. And, dude, I'm like, I'm sweating, dude. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to just suck. Well, you know? I, I don't know if you're confident. It, 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 you sound great. Well, no, but because, you know, Chuck went to school to play right. horn. Those two uh, guys. Tim, Tim did as well. And, and you know, Daniel's a good sax player. Yeah. You know, Daniel's a great sax yeah, he's player. He's a great sax player. Right. I mean, the only thing I thought of, about Daniel was like, what, what's – What's this shitty looking sax he's playing? It looks like he's drugged out the bro. <laughs> you remember that saxophone? Oh, yeah. It was awful, man. But, but anyways, man, I, yeah, I, I walk in and I'm just It's a Bundy one twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh man, I was so nervous. But uh, you know, got through it and um, you know, like you said, um we started doing the rehearsals, you know, full band at at Long Branch and um I'll never forget that first show, man. We well, the first song was Ocean Boulevard, right? And it was like that was, you know, besides like a Tower of Power song, which we weren't doing any Tower of Power at that time. We did later on, but that was just kind of like the just just the perfect song to just kick it off with all four horns, right? And just and that place and, lost and the, your um, mind, and 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 the ambiance of the room, and just the man. I it was like you, it was like every, everybody was there. Everybody was, was so excited, man. Yeah. You know, did you know this? Did you know that I had a gig that night and we canceled it? It was like, I don't remember. It was a club somewhere, maybe Jack's or something. Oh, where shit. We canceled that gig because I did not want to miss that show. Everybody was at that show that was anybody. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, John Ruth was there. I yeah. mean, I mean, all the Steve Hart, all the top DJs were there. At the time, and uh, you know, and every that band was crazy. It was crazy. The place was slammed to the game. Man, after that, there first, had to have been like because that place was actually bigger than the Galleon, right? So it was like I guarantee you, there was every bit of fifteen to two thousand people in at, that place. Minimal, minimal. It was slammed. Didn't, didn't that place have a? Uh, it had a a top. Oh yeah, like a little the, balcony what, area up top. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. a little wraparound. Up yeah, top. wraparound. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Man, uh, I always enjoy playing there. Yeah, man. It was it, man. You guys were, but you never stopped, and it was it was awesome, man. Yeah, you man. know, but you went through. I mean, you had to get off the road. Enough was enough. I mean, there was it was a lot. Man, yeah, it was just. Uh, I got unhappy. Yeah, you know? and you know when you start getting unhappy and. And you know, because I'm a homebody, you're you're not a homebody. We've we've had this conversation. Hell, before. I ain't got a home. <laughs> <laughs> you come stay at my place. We got a we got an extra bedroom, right, man? <laughs> yeah, He's, Michael's got a place too. Oh, yeah. I'm probably in, in rent in one of Mike's places. <laughs> yeah, damn. But no, I mean, um, I'm a homebody, right? 
I love being like you know we've always had houses, so I it's can, like you know you you got depressed. All, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we. I, I love being at home. I love cooking. I love doing yard work. I love my you know my mom and dad. You know, my dad was still alive, and you know, Cody and yeah. I just I just love being home. That is like my favorite place to be, and and I just. You know, along with that, the combination of that and then, you know, health issues, it was like one thing after the other. It was like my 30s were just so shitty. It was ridiculous. And then, you know, I'm 39 now, so I'm hoping that 40s, my 40s has got to be a whole lot better than my 30s. Man, so. I had a ball in my 40s. I did. And yeah. my 50s, I just started them up, and they're even better. Yeah. People like turn me over. Like if you can go back and do it over again, which I'm like, hell no, about kill me to get here. Yeah, you know, man. It's but I'm gonna tell you but what. To I'm, me, to I'm, me, you look you look better and like act better than you than you ever have. Well, and it's it's almost kind of like almost like you remind me of David Franks. Right, I get it because David's awesome. Right it's now. like man, you look in a picture of David Franks thirty years ago. Right. It's like, man, this dude's like a fine wine, man. Yeah, the older he gets, better. You didn't think, and the thing about it is, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the great uh, shutdown did a lot for me. Yeah, I mean, I just a time to retrospect, look back. I mean, I didn't get to hang out with people. The social thing was over, and I really had a time to reflect and look. You know, and I'm about going broke. I'm painting chickens, putting out cookbooks, doing whatever <laughs> the hell I can do. You know, just 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 to, to make a fucking living. I'm like doing whatever I, I know, got to do. But um, but that's cool though. Because you get to switch it up. It's almost like like myself. Like I, I love doing remodeling work. Right. I do prep chef. Go up go up sing with, the, sing with the band. Catering. Catering. Yeah. It's like it, it it gets boring when you just keep doing it. what if you had to work in a in a bank from nine well, see, to five? I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? One of the things all you're an idea guy. I mean, if you're one of these guys that calls me up, I got this idea. You're like a constant entrepreneur of ideas. And I mean it's great ideas. I mean, there's the, uh, the, you got three ideas right now on the plate that I want to see through. Uh, right now, I mean, you want to put together a band with me, you, and Mike, and some friends, just play locally right. around the beach. And I think that'd be, you know, I'm all about it. Uh, I want to do that. And it's like a why not, you know? Absolutely. And uh, you and I were talking about uh, doing a uh, reality television show about with me me and you cooking and uh, going out and doing a different adventures. Like if we were going to, let, let's say we're going to do a shrimp dish. So me and you are out on the shrimp boat and actually go physically Catch exactly. the shrimp, come back, do a dish, and then at, at the end of it, we get a, a little band together and play play some music while everybody eats the shrimp dish. I think that's a brilliant idea. Absolutely. And uh, and then third, third, and one of my favorite of all time is uh, uh, you and I actually is creating our own uh, win available type catering service for certain uh, different events where you and I get our recipes together and and kind of go out and and the server. I mean, I, I you know. If you want, you know, I'm in my fifties and I'm 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 getting tired. I mean, you know, two hundred fifty shows a year is a lot, and especially when you're the only singer, and it's you know, just I don't know. It's not that I'm I'm tired of it, and I'm like, uh, like. Well, the thing is, like, you're you're out on the road, really busy. You know, the older you get, you can reel it back in, stay a little closer to headquarters. That's, and, and do different things, exactly. various things. And, and I think COVID made that happen for me. I, yeah. I, I got to sit back and say, man, I have, 
I've thrown away three marriages. I've thrown away a chance to be a father. I've thrown away all these opportunities to do something other than just shake my ass and be the, the, the entertainer, Jim Quick, blah, 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 songwriting. It's just a bunch of bullshit. I know people are like, it must be awesome to be you. I'm like, no, it's awesome to be you to have somebody that loves you go home, have kids and, and live a life and everything that they, they, they call the American dream that people think it's a facade. It's not a facade. What's a facade is this bullshit. They don't realize they, this shit ain't real. I mean, and they're like, well, you got an ego, blah, blah. It's not an ego. I'm just exhausted. Right. You know, I don't want to damn talk about it. Well, and that's the thing that, you know, to go back to what you were talking about, getting off the road and, and Run. Re- retiring, that's that's how I got. It was like, you know what? I've got to get off the road before you threw your life away. Well, not throw my life away, but you missed opportunities. Like before, I'm not. I I started to get kind of introverted. You right. know what I mean? Right. And people were kind of like, because I'm I'm like totally outgoing. You know me. Right. Like I I love talking to people. I love having some drinks. And, you know, going to the bars and clubs and all that stuff. But I got to where I was just like, you know, I I wanted to to hide. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people, I, it's like people mistake just, people mistake being you know uh uh being egotistical with being overwhelmed. Yeah. And somebody in your position, especially as young as you were, and as po- and as how popular you got as fast as you did, it had to be because I mean, it was a long process for me. It was overnight for you. It had to be a damn a head blow. Well, it was just like you know you you walk out of the tour bus. Or, you know, and it's like people are just right on you or somebody's right on you. You know, it's right. like, hey, man, hold on a minute. You know, or people are coming up on the, to- you know, on the bus. It's like, hey, man, you know, give me a little space before, you know, we go out. You You've know. been sitting there quiet for four hours driving, four or five hours, yeah. not saying a word. Yeah. Which, and, 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 and then it sounds, it, it, thrown into a damn party. And like you said, it, like like you just said, it sounds like, like an ego problem, but it. It's really not. It just well, you know. You, you, I'm gonna I'm tell you this. You just I, need I, space. I don't want to talk yeah. too much on your podcast, but I will say this. My dad made it very clear to me. He said it seems like another job for you, but these people have been waiting to see you. This is even though it's just another night for you. They've been waiting for this night. This is a very special moment for them. So, I mean, they bought their tickets two months ago, three months ago, and they kept dying to see you. And you need to remember that. Even though it's just another show for you, this is the only show for them. My dad used to say the same thing. Right. You know, you they, give enough people what they want, you get everything you need, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you, yeah. you got you to take care of kid gloves. You got to really, you know, yeah. just kind of suck it up. And it's, I've learned, you know what's crazy? The older I've gotten, the easier it is. Yeah. You know, because when I was your age, uh, it was really tough, but the older I've gotten, the more I'm like, it's amusing. It's almost hilarious that they want to talk to me so bad. And when I, I, I find it very affectionate. and I love it at this point. I found a place in my, I found some place in my head where I embrace it now, but it, it was, it was tough, man. At, at one point. Well, in time. And, and you know, the, the, the pandemic probably helped as well, you know, it may have. Yeah. You know, I think uh, losing Crystal and losing my dad and and losing all, the, all all this and then losing my band, re- getting drunk and firing my band was and it was just horrific. Well, I mean, you have to have patience. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, damn. <laughs> I'm all right. Mm, all right. I need another shot. Yeah, that helps too. Yeah, you want one, Michael? <laughs> I was going to pour. You guys keep talking. All I'm right, the ball over here, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
So um, and see, that's how you get to drinking a lot too. <laughs> well, Steve, one of the number one. It's like, re- it's like you'll be sitting in the bus, you know, and it's like uh, Shirley's out there waiting on you to come out there and sign her T-shirt, and you're in there like, <laughs> God, let me go get three shots before I go out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Luke, is anybody gonna drink this pint? Grab <laughs> this pint right quick. Then you get out there and sign her T-shirt. It's like. Oh my God! Scott smelled like alcohol when he came out of the bus. Like no shit. <laughs> oh Lord, I've been there where it's like, man, I just drank a bottle of brute, do whatever I can, you know. I've just, I've got a, I got a plastic spoon. I'm digging into sterno. <laughs> I got to do a show, people. <laughs> so, but in all honesty, um, you and I were, were at the peak of uh, Scott Finism. You are on fire, and you, and you, we're hanging out one night at my place in Wilmington, and you and I are grilling out and chilling out. And you look at me, and you, know, you remember I built that that picnic table to shape like a pentagon. You remember that was yeah it was yeah 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 huge. Uh-huh. Me yeah. and Bill King, yeah, we built that huge ass thing. By the way, I had to leave it because it was we built it in the in the backyard, and it was too damn heavy to move. So it's still there, probably. I, even if they tore that house down, that son of a bitch is still there. Yeah, got, right. But anyway. Uh, I love that house, by the way. It was cool, man. Dude, it, I would love to have that. Dude, imagine that house down here on the waterway. Oh my with god, with a dock, man, it's so beautiful. It was a cool little house, man. An old Cape Cottage house, yeah. Because it, man, I love a little cottage, man. Man, it's really cool, man. Turquoise had uh, turquoise outside, right? Yeah, sea foam green, sea foam green, right. and then it had like the really nice, real hardwoods, real the wide yeah. plank. Yeah, I mean, it was an older house that yeah. you know they kept up and everything. And it had the you ever seen the the kitchen counters, Mafeo, where they. It's concrete. Yeah, the poured concrete. Absolutely. I'm from. Yeah, I lived in Miami, man. They were right, all concrete. That's right. That's right. So it, it was like it was really cool, isn't it? it yeah, back when he was down in Miami, yeah. right? Back in my Miami, <laughs> but days. no cocaine. It was just Miami. No, no cocaine. It's yeah, just, Miami. just Miami. Yeah. This in is the pretty, oh, we used to sniff cocaine off concrete <laughs> countertops all the time out in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Scott. I love, love you too. <laughs> Listen, said I, I don't like. I don't do cocaine, but I love the way it smells on the concrete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on concrete. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god but anyway you were back there and we were on the, uh, you said i've come up with an idea i don't know if you remember this or not and this and i went what and you went and this is about the time that hip pocket mike by the way was coming on strong and uh i guess you'd done some shows with the swing medallions or whatever and scott says i'm putting together another band i went what you're out of your mind no I'm putting together another band with 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 a bunch of young guys that are in beach music, and then you know, not that I should be offended at the time because I was probably almost I was forty at the at the time that this had happened, and uh, Scott said, "The Young Guns, what do you think?" And he started naming all the members that you're going to put together in this band. He said, he said it's nothing that we're going to tour about. It's just something we're going to do on special occasions, get together when all the bands are around, and we can make it happen. And dude. What a splash that made. You were so, I mean, I thought it was a good idea, but I had no idea that you would have the impact that you did to the point where y'all were doing recordings. Even Keith Houston was recording for the Band of Oz, making these records. With the, I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. No, it was really cool. That's a brilliant concept. It worked. It really did work. Yeah. It, it was, um, name all the guys that were in it. Um, originally you had, um, you had Jake Bartley with the Swing Medallions, and then you had, uh, myself, Tim Morris, Daniel Morris. Little John Thompson, um, who and I can't even think of his name now. Who was the keyboard player with Johnny Dollar? 
that had the mustache with the dark hair? Oh, uh, Rob. Was it Rob? It was Rob. Rob. It was. He was going to be the original keyboard player. And then it was Jeremy Thomas playing drums. Right. Which, you know, Jeremy was probably. But he didn't work on his keyboard. You end up getting a, who'd you get? Steve? Somebody old. It was somebody old. No, Franker. Yeah, I mean, it was Franker. Yeah. It was a, I remember it was somebody old. Yeah, it was end up being Franker. It's like, hey, let's put Franker in another band. You I mean, know? Franker's older than me. He's you should have put my ass in the he's trying to. <laughs> he's trying to keep up with Gary Brown, you know? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as having wives and babies, he beats us all. <laughs> know, right. right. But no, um, but yeah, he uh, something happened with Rob's. It was like the second rehearsal. Rob came to a rehearsal, actually, at Alan Brantley's house and uh, down in his basement. And. Um, Second rehearsal, he couldn't be there. So I just said, you know what? Let's just get Franker. Because, I mean, Franker, he's, he plays parts so well. Right. You know, he plays it just like the record. And that's really what we needed, you know, even though he was an old gun. You know? He was an old gun. <laughs> he was an old gun. He was the old rifle we kept back in the, yeah. back in the rack. Maybe that's what made him started looking better. I noticed that, you know, that yeah. was a time that he didn't. He did. He went through that transition. His hair. I know. Yeah, people got are the, like got that fancy glasses. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But um, anyways, but yeah, I mean, uh, we put the band together. We actually had, um, we had, you know, Hayes Jewelers and then like Bill Mason and Keith. And we had a lot of people backing us. Right. You know, on, on that deal. And, um, you know, they, they put some money forward, you know, Andy and Deborah Hubble. And um, we, uh, Keith, <laughs> you know, Keith. Keith told me, he said, man, there is no way that you're going to put this band together. And 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 because I told him what my objective was. I said, look, that was back when you had Dynamite's and Doc Holliday's, right. which was, you know, just the coolest. It was. The, be- know, the, the best venue. venue. Yeah. Right. And, and now it's like unbelievable, you know. Right. And um, but anyways, it, it was cool back then. And I said, look, we, we want to, you know, open uh, Young Guns, Dynamite's and um, – and uh, it, he said, man, there's no way. It, we put it together in like three or four months. I said, I promise you that it's going to be fir- What was the first gig? Was and it that, Dynamites? It was at Dynamites. Right. And, and man, it was a really good crowd. And I didn't get to see the first one. And, I just got to hear about it. And David came. David Hicks came out, Keith and Paige. Uh, everybody came out. And Okay. Putting your mic up, Mike. Yeah. Were you at the first one? Dude, that was the most amazing shit I ever seen in my life. Oh, it really was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. all of them. I mean, it, it was. I, I was just standing back there, going, "God, if I was ten years younger, I could have got in." Bartley, so, and <laughs> you know what? And a lot of people didn't get to see Bartley because we medallions really don't play in the Carolinas right. that much. And what a phenomenal talent! What a cool dude! Yeah, they're more you know, Western South Carolina, right? You know, and Georgia, Georgia, and yeah. everything else. Yeah, yeah, and, but no, and Georgia Islands and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Jake's just a. A hell of a talent, man. I mean, he's unbelievable. I mean, his his vocal range uh, is just unbelievable. And his persona and everything. And the girls are going yeah, crazy. Yeah, like, you need yeah, to calm great, down. He's married and he's got 72 children. Yeah. You know, you know, just calm down. He's definitely got a damn football team, I can tell you that. <laughs> damn sure does. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, man, we um, – I was like, don't. I think I was with Trace at the time. I said, don't even bump into him. You'll get pregnant. That guy's <laughs> super fertile. He's like, you'll get pregnant by osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. But but man it, it uh w- man we kicked it off and man it it just it was um so satisfying with with Keith being there and proving him wrong right you know what I mean right. because it's like 
Keith, bless his heart, I love him like a second father. Absolutely. He he is always right. You made him eat crow. You know what I mean? Right. He's always right. Right. And, man, we kicked it off. And, you know, obviously, you know, the show could have been better. I mean. It was the I'm, first show. Right. I mean. Yeah. No. But for what it was, the whole objective of, in the concept of the Young Guns was supposed to be raw, pretty much raw R&B. Right. You know, there were going to be mistakes. Right. Just like the 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 album that we put out, you know, mm-hmm. it had inflections. It had it had it. It was like almost like um, when a man loves a woman with the with the out of tune right. trumpet at the end of it, right. or or you know, it's like a sly and a family stone type deal. It was or, not supposed to be polished. No, it was not. It was just supposed to be raw, and it didn't matter. It was supposed to be 1966, like 19, stacks or something. Soul music, yeah. southern in your face. Yeah, like right. like like some old stack stuff that right. was like you know you got done with the recording and it was like, oh well, you screwed up on this part and that part. Oh, screw it. Not yeah. Put put it out. You know. Right. I mean, well, you know, I don't think anybody got perfection. It, it gives it character. That's where Toto messed us all up. Toto got in everybody's <laughs> yeah. head. What the hell's wrong with y'all? Yeah. Tower of Power and Toto and everybody's trying to make everything damn perfect and shit. Yeah. Wait, make no mistake, I've never been on the perfect train. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, if anybody's, if any musician has ever done a show, a perfect show, then I'll kiss your ass. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I've never done one. You I know. hadn't either. I mean, I mean, uh, Michael's done like I know some bands. A dozen of them. I know some. Ba- I know some. <laughs> I, I know some bands that have machines that never fail them, <laughs> and it is perfect. And it is perfect. And you know, li- Little John has done more than anybody. <laughs> Wait, what is that? What, what kind of what, shows were what, we talking it's about? Nothing I, and I, by the way, and I, it, like I told Alan Brantley, it's nothing I wouldn't say to his face. Earl Dawkins has the best bass player ever. He plays a perfect exactly, show every damn yeah. night. Oh, he's killing it. He's killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the man in the machine. Perfect, man. But so, you know, I mean, but it works. I mean, it's whatever, it, whatever it takes. I'm still a Millie Vanilli fan. I don't care. Oh, my I love them. Blame it on the rain. Favorite. Favorite. Love them. I can't even sing that right now. Say <laughs> <laughs> what? I I can't sing nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, if anybody knows my voice, it's, it's just all. Well, you just Jacked got you right just up. got over a, a three week cold. <laughs> by the way, yeah, like by the way no COVID, no, no COVID. He did get tested. Yeah. We talked about this, but I mean, you just got over a bad cold. And I said, "Man, you sound good enough to do podcast." Like, yeah, you sound like me. Yeah. Do Do your Jim Quick invitation. Uh, 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 no, you know, I, 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 hey man, <laughs> hey man, hey man. <laughs> Mike was doing it earlier. <laughs> You pick up me. I feel like I got more resonance now than I've had in years. I couldn't even do my Craig Willard invitation right now. Man, can I tell the people a story about that, please? <laughs> please. You know, in, in honor, in honor, Collins brought that up to me in, like in, in a honor, month ago. And the iron, here's the irony: is Steve Hardy that you, God rest his soul, yes. has passed away. Yes. I, I love, and Steve. Craig Willard took his place. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the irony of all this stuff, yeah. okay? So, can I tell everybody what you did? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Do you know about this, Mike? I do. I'm sitting here like going, <laughs> trying not to laugh or spit on the microphone. I know, but everybody <laughs> deserves to hear this. So, uh, everybody there in podcast land, one of my best boos right here, Scott Vine, he calls up Steve Hardy. Were you drinking? I got to know if you're. 
Of course you were. Well, we were we were actually on the way back. We were in the bus on the way back. You from, were with Oz when you did this. Yeah. I mean, like with the no, band. Oh yeah, Keith Houston was sitting right beside me. I did not know. That. We were on the way back from uh, Virginia Beach Music Festival. Yeah, and the Ears were on it with you. Right around. Um, I remember it was it's right. My, it was right around May. like Roanoke Rapids, somewhere like that. Right yeah. in May. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Okay, because I can tell the story. Oh, I don't care. Okay, you want to tell it if you can? <laughs> Would you rather me tell it? Uh, you can tell it. That's fine. So, uh, Scott calls up uh, Steve Hardy, and he goes on, on, his, on his show, on his radio show, on his radio show, uh, Sunday afternoon, he, he's Sunday, live, Sunday, yeah. Sunday evening, completely live. Answers the phone, and Scott imitates Craig Woolard so well. Hey man, it's Craig. I thought I'd give you a call. Blah, blah. He's like, hold on a second. I'll put you on the air. Blah, blah, blah. So he's riding around with a band of balls on the bus. So Steve already puts him on hold and it comes back and his Scott Fine is live as Craig Woolard on the Steve Hardy show. And it was when he was, he, uh, they were doing the making waves cruise. <laughs> no, but, but it, it, it interviewed it, you about the cruise. And, yeah. <laughs> And it was it was CWV. It was Craig Wooler Band. Right. That's when he had Craig Wooler Band. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, during that uh, time period. But we did the whole like the I, I did the whole. He never questioned the it. whole thing. You never, know? never. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it right now. But I mean, did the whole just do a little bit. Try know, to, the, do, just do try to do a little oh, bit if you can. It, it was like, uh, you know, hey Steve and. <laughs> <laughs> And and, he, and, he, and, he, and Steve was have like, well, a, "Have you ever talked to Craig about this? Have you ever confronted him about?" Yeah, happened? because me, me and um, me and Cindy Collins and Craig and Debbie were hanging out one night at Cindy's <laughs> place at her, at her condo, right? And it was almost kind of embarrassing. I don't know, but it, um, Cindy brought it up. She had to. <laughs> oh, she did. She brings it up all the time. Yeah, but it was but it was when they were doing the the their their cruise and and Steve wanted. Craig to talk about the cruise. Right. And I was just like, it's the CWB on the sea. You know, and like, I, I, I sound like shit right now, but, but I mean, went through the whole, the whole thing, you know, it was, it was like five minutes long. And, uh, and Carly, their daughter, right. Which back then was, how old oh, was Carly? Sure. We were probably 12, yeah. 13. Yeah. Her, her, she was riding with, with, um, with Debbie up. Like ninety five <laughs> somewhere, like, That's not daddy. and she's like, "What's?" And 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 this was this was. De- Debbie told, Debbie told Cindy and I there at the condo when we were all together. Right. She said, "Carly looked over at me and said, what, what's wrong with daddy? Is he sick? You know.' <laughs> you really, you, that's yeah. crazy. You know what? You still fooled him though, because you still thought it was. Oh your yeah, dad. but it it did. It it sounded good, but I, I just like I said, I just sound so, like crap right now. Uh, did but. you ever? Uh, did Steve Hardy ever find out that that was? A- oh yeah, he did. Because I mean, you know, I, I would see Steve, you know, not only in in Benson, you know, right, live after you see him Sunday in Benson, yeah, right. and you'd see him at the awards and all uh, that. So right. somebody yeah. did Debbie call? Somebody had to call him. And say that's not my husband. Somebody had, somebody called. I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> might have been Craig. That's it not me, been. man. <laughs> Who was that? You know, yeah. I always told Craig, he sounds like Alf. You know, it's like, hey, where's the cat? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it was like, the CWB on the sea, you know. Yeah, man, that's fantastic. I've got a feeling we'll be seeing each other again. Yeah. Uh, it, 
you know, it's just, it's all fun, you know. Well, uh, man, yeah. we're all, for, and people, you know, Craig and I have been, made, we made a shit show out of us being like, like uh, these enemies in beach music. They were button heads. Craig and I are, I, I hate to break the news to you, people, but Craig and I are friends. We've always been friends, yeah. you know. Uh, I love the guy. I adore the guy. I mean, I'm, just, I'm I'm one of his biggest fans. I mean, when the album Colors came out, I was in high school, you know, and What You Do To Me. Yeah. And they got sponsored by Alexander Julian. That was the coolest thing in the world, man, because they were doing, like, you know, the uh, – uh, uh, what's the basketball team? Charlotte <laughs> escaped me. Hornets. Hornets. Because, I mean, the Alexander Jr. came on spot doing all their stuff, and then they're doing the Embers at the same time. And, it was, man, it was just, you know, it was crazy. Or the Tar Heels. Right, and the Tar Heels. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, doing it all. And and there's the Embers right there in it, you know, and he's like, what you do? And I was like, hell yeah, man. Just kill it. You know, Craig's always been nice to me. He, he has yeah. put me in my place a couple times, you know. You better learn to sing before your knees give out. That's one of his favorite favorite statements in front of a group of people. That was very embarrassing. You can kiss my well, ass, Craig. I hate you. <laughs> Did you ever hear that? And not to get out to. I'm just kidding. I just that, said I love that, that that story of Craig. But did you ever hear the story about Paige Houston? Uh-uh. With Alexander Julian? No. Paige and this happened like five. This is Keith Houston's wife, by the way. Yeah, five, six years ago. Her and Kathy Blackman. Right. They flew out of town, went to New York. Right. Well, have you heard this story, Mark? Yeah, that's why I'm just well, loving y'all. No, y'all go. How have you heard it? How, how, that's yeah. exactly. How do I miss it? I heard it at a Scott Fine um, podcast. Scott, Scott, yes. <laughs> which, which will be coming up right after the Jim Quick Swamp Show. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I heard it at a cookout at his house, but Scott didn't tell it. So I'm I'm anxious to hear Scott say. Oh, now. okay. I've actually never. Well, <laughs> I, I think that was the only time I ever told the story. So I mean, it's going to be kind of, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, we're shooting from the hip. You can make it up if you want to. Mark Twain said, "Don't ever let the truth get in the way of a good story." So yeah. feel free to add to it. But anyways, really, what happened was, you know, because me and Paige are close. You know, Keith, everybody, but uh, Paige. Calls, she knows how big of a Tar Heel fan I am. She is the whole the whole wow. family. We all Everybody. are. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us. Yeah, matter. Y'all of us. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, anyways, her and Kathy. Go Heels. Hubert. Hubert. So, her and Kathy go to New York, and they're up there for like I I think pages, like some pharmaceutical type thing, you know, with the drugstore convention. Um, go back to the airport and they're coming back to Raleigh. They're mm-hmm. flying into Raleigh, and um, they go to the the baggage claim. And Kathy picks up what she thought was her her luggage. And, got you. And they went somewhere. Got um, I guess started going back home and got back to that. Uh, Paige got back, and then Kathy got back to her house opened it up and it was like all these like new accessories and catalogs and designs from Alexander Julian. Alexander Julian. What the hell? Yeah. And they're like just 
so confused. You know? <laughs> right. Like, what who the put, hell is who put going all the, on? Who put all this shit in my bag? Yeah. But what happened was when they were on the plane, there was, there was you know, he was sitting beside Paige. Shut up. Does she know it was him? Yeah. And they just started talking, and they started talking about, you know, North Carolina and how he had went to Chapel Hill because he, right. he went to Chapel Hill. Right. He did. Yeah. You know, did all the Argyle. Graphic design and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and all that stuff. So, um, so anyways, when they got back, um, they had, he had accidentally picked up her luggage and vice versa, you know? So they got did get back in touch with. So they stories? got back in touch with one another. Wow, you know? that's fantastic! Yeah, Man, I that's that cool. was kind of cool. That's cool as hell. Is that the story you heard? Was it yeah. better? I mean, now, that was that was it. But I mean, I mean it, it was much. a little more colorful, you know, when it was told. Yeah, it? it was more fresh. I mean, <laughs> Paige, Paige could tell it a hell of a lot better. It's still a cool story, yeah. but I, you yeah. know, I was I was expecting maybe some nudity or something. I guess I don't know. No, that's part <laughs> two, part two of the show. I thought Kathy. Uh, and Alexander cheated on David and joined the Mile High Club. That didn't happen. <laughs> is is he gay? Is that a junior, Alexander Junior gay? I don't know. You can Google mm. it. Yeah, you have to Google that. Well, you Google it. I ain't hey, Google it. Check it out. Yeah, you find out. You do hey. the you do the research while me and Scott talk and drink. Yeah, and, and drink. Yeah. I bet you. I bet he's not gay. I'm gonna say he's not. Mm. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't. You know. You know. It could be both. Um, one of my best friends is gay. Jay, gay Jay. And he will whoop your ass. Well, I'm not gay. My boyfriend is. Everybody in that club. Everybody, everybody in that club was gay except for me and the guy I was dancing with. <laughs> and Jay Baker's a shrimper by day and a damn uh, oncologist by night. What about Captain Creedmoor? Captain Creedmoor's Cajun, Cajun Crawfish Christmas. Christmas. That was a tongue twister from hell. In hindsight, I wish I didn't write that. Can you say it three times? Captain Creedmoor's Cajun Crawfish Christmas. Captain Creedmoor's Cajun Crawfish Christmas. Captain Creedmoor's Cajun Crawfish Christmas. Can you say it just one time, Mike? I I'm no. You don't even know what we're talking about, do you? I'm still checking to see if my boy's gay or not. I'm can, sorry. Can you can you say red leather, yellow leather three times? Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. That was Quick pretty good. can do a lot of shit. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yeah, yellow weird. leather, red leather, yellow You know what I've realized? Yeah. You can't play music on these podcasts. Oh. But I can play my music because I own it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of cheating, isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, I own it. Well, oh. Keith owns it. I got hey, I got permission. <laughs> Keith owns this right here. Let's see. You going to play Captain Creedsmore? Yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah. Have you have never heard? Have you heard it, Michael? I don't think I have. It's That's, just gonna be man, a first for me. Like a really cool call. song. Let's do it. I'm not gonna play a lot of it. I just just right on. That's that piano to I keep that right. Apple Music, Spotify, whoever's listening to this right here. I own this song. I can play it. It belongs to me. All right. I wrote you it. Got it's a chill. Raw as hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that piano. Oh, yeah. I'm playing the piano. Oh, yeah. It's out of tune, right? This oh, it's definitely out of tune. Pretty cool. Did you record that on a Tuesday? Probably. It was definitely not on the weekend. Yeah, I was. it wasn't Sunday. Hey man, this is Jim Quick. I'm gonna record this song for y'all on Sunday. It's gonna be great. Right. Yeah, it was great. Right. 
Right. Right. And Scott and I got a brand new song that's on the track. I heard it. Right. Mm-hmm. Damn. We actually recorded that song a Y'all know I live in North Myrtle Beach. I don't do nothing. Nobody ever calls me. Right. Damn song went from 7 to uh, 14. Huh? I'm, I'm, I live here. It fa- it's falling down the chart? Yeah. It went from 7 to 14. That's not acceptable. No. We got to do a big push this week. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's so we actually recorded this uh, a long time ago, and it never got its just because Oz had a new song come out and Coastline had a new song come out. So the song that we recorded just kind of got lost in the mix. Yeah. Uh, but it was actually supposed to be on the Band of Oz album. I'm right by this, right? Dance to the radio, yeah. Yeah, and it never came to fruition. So Yeah, it just never – it just – there was – I guess en- enough songs on dance to the radio. Right. And so you went to Keith and said, can me and Jim quick do it together? Yeah. Man, it was an honor to do it too. I mean, I knew the I song. I, knew, I think I, I knew the song cause you'd played it for me before. And I was a big band. Well, we had, fan. Yeah. We had listened to it in Wilmington. Ironically, I think I'd just released cleaning windows. Yeah. Which was another Van Morrison song. Yeah. That's really weird in hindsight, but it's out now and everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's done good. It is. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. Did man? I don't know. Are you going to record anymore? Are you planning on recording some like stuff for you? Yeah, just been busy, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just turn well, into a, you know, at the end of the show. You're just going to turn into a pretentious <laughs> asshole now. I'm, you know, no. I'm just too busy for really talk to you now. No, no, I, you know I've had to go. You know, back up to Graham and do some stuff up there. And, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, take care of your mom, take, man. Yeah, take care of that stuff, and then and then when I come back here, you know, I'm working over. Over at Archie's now, so man, you got a lot on your plate. Yeah, you uh to not be on the road, and with, then and then the catering, catering is, business, uh, remodeling. You got a remodeling company, and I didn't know you're such a handyman until I actually saw one of your projects. The one you did at Tillman's was beautiful. It was unbelievable. Which one was that? The one that you were redoing over there when last. Oh, that was, it was during oh, COVID. That, that was Cooks, Jason Cooks' place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dur- that was during COVID. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, and you're you're up there. I'm yeah, that was every me and Cliff. Day. Yeah. yeah, me and Cliff. So, uh, so you did that, and you're like doing uh, your your pre uh, pre chef and all this stuff over at Archie's for the yeah, just doing a little bit of everything, you know. I know, man, and still sitting there with Mandel while some. Yeah, I mean, just keep it keep it interesting, you know. But you got, but you should be have something. I mean, you don't have to do damn insurance every day, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, wait a so you got to tell the truth. I mean, you got you, you have you have something coming out or not? Yeah, I do. We got um, me and Keith are working on a song. It's going to be good, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be really good. It's just I, I I haven't had the opportunity to get up there and and get it, you know, get the vocal on it and and you know get it complete. So. What, Mike? You're dying to say something. I mean, well, y'all realize I'm right here, right? I live down here. Well, Everybody's I, doing songs. Nobody needs saxophone anymore. Y'all don't do any horns. What, what y'all doing? What do you mean? I don't get no call. Keith didn't call me. You didn't call me. Jim don't ever call me. Because it's Unless not it's to go back because, to go out and drink or something. Because it's not even done. Oh, oh, I'm waiting. Okay. Well, yeah. Shh. <clears throat> my bad. We don't that, want to announce it now, right? That's not even is. done. Okay. You didn't Seriously. Get, you didn't even no. give me a chance to invite you to my party. Shh. Okay. We didn't pick the date yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm no, seriously. That's, that's not even done. But you're have you sung the track? <laughs> you haven't even sung the track on No, I haven't. Okay, so just hadn't had a chance because see, you got a ways to go. Yeah, so calm there's down, there's still a chance for me. There's okay. still a chance. <laughs> well, you know what happened was is you know with with 
I don't think any anybody in in bands knew that everything was going to open up like it did. Right. So it was like you know everybody went from in the studio during the pandemic. Then when it busted wide open, it was like okay, let's take advantage of it. I mean, it's so, been crazy. So it went from nothing to everything. So that is why I hadn't been up there because Band of Oz is back busy, Coastline's back busy, Hip Hop is back busy. You know right. what I mean? I'm so, with you. Yeah. yeah right. So it's like okay, why not? Just, let's just let August and September just. Yeah, you know, do its thing. Let the fall cool down and, months. And then October, and, November, right. let's go in and and, and get it done with. Well, I can't wait to hear it. It's gonna be cool because it's. Um, I, I hate to even say this because I don't even know if people. There's a lot of people to know who your favorite artist is of all time. So mine. Yeah. So, um, but don't say it. I, I won't say it. Is it yeah. one of his songs? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But we'll huh. just, we'll we'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you know, um, I'll put it this way: the way that we're doing this show right here is open ended. I mean, you know, it's, we're not getting here and say, "Hey, Scott, uh, where were you born? You know, what's your favorite chewing gum? Blah blah blah. What the hell ever." Besides, you brought me some fried chicken, and I hadn't had a chance to eat it, and I'm not going to do that on the microphone. But uh, I want to thank you for being on the first series, our first yeah, series of podcasts. And you're absolutely awesome. I love you. Been love one too, of my brother. best friends for thank a long you, time. I cannot wait to have you back on the show. Thank and you, hopefully brother. we can uh, talk about the new song that you got out at that time. But uh, Thank you, man. Hey, look, look, I also want to say one thing about with, with the catering. Right. People that are listening. People know how to get in touch with me. Right. What do you want? Do so, you, do you, do you, do, well, I'm actually branching out on my own. So if... if um, how do they get know? in touch with you? I was your email address? Yeah. yeah. If they've got your number, you, you've got my you've got my number. So I've, I've had to kind of branch out on my own. I'm doing that by myself. I tell you what. This now, is what, so anyways... This is what we'll do on the show right here. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to get Scott to come cater one of your events or whatever you got or there you, you know, go. or a party, whatever. There's two ways you can do it. You can get in touch with us right here at Jim Quick yep. at swampsoul.com and say I'm interested in talking to Scott. Jim Quick at swampsoul.com or you can call us and leave a message toll free at one eight seven seven Jim Quick. So you got a toll free number you can call, leave a message, say I want to get up with Scott and talk to him, and we'll get you to uh, get him to come cater your event, hang out with all your guests. Absolutely, man, that'd be uh, that shit. I want to throw a party now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank Love you, you, brother. Love you too. Can't wait to yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening in. Uh, this show is brought to you by Grand Strand Vacations. You know the deal. Thank you guys so much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Be safe and be kind. Don't ever leave your friends behind. They need you.